This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 74 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality industry from right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. As always, I'm your host, Crawford McCarthy, founder of the Best Seats. Thank you, as always, to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. Or you can find her serving and slanging some really, really bitchin' wines at any of her family's three restaurants, Fable and Spirit in Newport Beach or Dublin 4 and Wine Works for Everyone, both in Mission Viejo. If you live in the Orange County area, if not, check out the music anyway. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating and or a review wherever you are listening to it. It helps other folks discover it, share it on social media, etc. You can go to thebesties.com for more content just like this. And do not forget that you could get early ad-free listening, as well as launching with this episode, I'm very happy to say, exclusive access to the Patreon-only after show by going to patreon.com forward slash the best seats and signing up at a monthly amount that makes the most sense to you. Very excited for this episode. Um, One of the cool things about the podcast at this point actually turning into a successful show, which is only because of all of you listening, whether it's on free feeds or Patreon. So first and foremost, thank you for that, is the fact that I've had enough episodes and enough time has passed in between certain episodes where now I can go back and talk to friends and reconnect with other guests and basically kind of check back in and see how things have been going and what has happened since maybe we last interviewed or just to catch up in general. And when we, I was thinking about episodes, obviously, um, The way that I kind of lay these out is it's basically reaching out to people with the COVID variant. It's been a little wild. Uh, People's schedules have been all over the place. And I had a couple of guests lined up that unfortunately had to pull out for health reasons. And the last episode that I'd done, episode 73 with John Sanchez of Native Son up in Santa Ana, was done in the prior year. Well, when I was thinking about who I wanted my first guest to be for the new year, you know, everybody's doing resolutions, new year, new me. I thought, what a better person to sit down with than my friend Ashley of Heirloom Potage. You know her from a great episode here. Obviously, she is kind enough to advertise on the show. Um, and I mentioned this in the show, but I do want to say this again. Uh, her choice to advertise on The Best Seeds had no bearing on me wanting to sit down with her. So that's just the truth. You can take that with a grain of salt if you want, but those are the facts. I wanted her to talk to her because with everybody setting out with all these resolutions and things like that, I think that gardening at home is something that's probably going to be on some people's list. It was on mine for the year prior. It's something that I got very into. And obviously, she's the best at what she does in that industry. She consults with restaurants. She consults with chefs. I mean, right after we recorded our first episode together, um, the very, very first one, not the one where I had her on for the Irby's cocktail competition, her, her brand blew up. People started reaching out to her left, right, and center. She was landing on magazine covers. So I wanted to check back in to see what life has been like since Heirloom Potager 
you know, for lack of a better term, went public, but also what does the new year kind of bring and what does it mean? And for people that may want to get more into gardening or just generally kind of living healthier, um, you know, obviously you're not growing candy bars in your garden. So salads and vegetables and things like that obviously lend themselves to a healthier lifestyle, hence what you should be growing. And she's an expert on it. So I want to sit down with her and talk about what the new year kind of brings, what it means and what we can all kind of hope to do and, and how things have been going for her. So I hope that you enjoy. Um, I hope the new year has been off to a great start. As a reminder, there is an exclusive post show only available on patreon.com forward slash the best seeds. So if you are listening to this on free feeds, you can go and maybe consider signing up to support the best seats and you'll get access to that. If you are already on Patreon, that will be following in a separate post, but you will all have immediate access to that when uh, this episode goes live as well. In the meantime, let's get right to it of the Best Seats Podcast, the newest episode, the first one of the new year with my friend, Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potage. Enjoy. Ashley, first and foremost, happy new year. Thank you so much for hosting me in the garden again. Um, very, very happy to be sitting down. Uh, this is not going to be the first episode of 2022. That honor goes to John Sanchez of Native Sun, ironically, just down the road in Santa Ana. But when I was thinking about the new year, it's all about kind of personal growth and resolutions and things like that. I could not think of a better person to sit down with than you and catch up on Heirloom Potage and everything that's been going on in 2021. First of all, how are you? Thank you. I am really good, actually. I am really excited that the weather's completely cooperating for, for us right now, that we get to sit outside, uh, you know, safely distanced and en enjoying the garden because it's actually going to be a nice, like, 60-degree day here. Yeah, I was going to say it's perfect right now. After about the week of rain we had, we're about two, three days removed of that, recording this, what, January 6th, so just before the first kind of first week in in January. Um, before we jump into any of the kind of the questions that I've got and, and what I want to talk about, I do want to preference that Heirloom Potager has been a big supporter of the best seats. Um, you do advertise on the show. For anybody listening, you can take that with a grain of salt. But this episode was purely about my desire to sit down with you and catch up. So I just want everybody listening to know that had no bearing on wanting to sit down. But like I said, kind of in the open, when you talk about the new year and, and personal growth and, and things like that and getting healthy, I could not think of a better person to sit down with. So before we jump into kind of the new year and, and what's on deck for you, I want to talk about 2021 because it's just in the rearview mirror. And I guess it would be an understatement to say that that was a big year for you <laughs> and Heirloom Potage. So how was that? And, and kind of go walk us all through kind of what 2021 was like for you. 2021 was, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around it. Uh, I was able to kind of slow down just a little bit over the, you know, new year holiday break and kind of start reflecting and it just I mean the smile on my face is, is here because it's we were able to connect with so many awesome clients meet and network and plant and are you know not to have a real bad pun but plant so many seeds for the future and what is going to come in this new year it was a year of so much uncertainty and yet I couldn't be more certain that I am doing what I need to be doing for our, not only our, the hospitality community, but also just for our community in Orange and LA as well. And being able to support people on this, you know, journey of having a garden and what that means and what it looks like and, and how to care for it. It's amazing. Um, I never really 
quite thought that I'd be changing lives the way that I would. Like, I, that would never have been a part of my, my tagline. Uh, but to see the literal growth in not only our clients, but also just kind of the community and the way people have embraced us is just, I could not be more pleased. Well, I mean, I was familiar with, obviously, culinary garden consultants. I was not familiar with Heirloom Potager per se. And then our mutual friend, Joe Cook, friend of the show, connected us. We did the episode. And then it seemed like about a month later, all of a sudden, magazine cover, magazine write-up. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Like Orange Coast, you made the cover of that one. I mean, obviously, connecting with Poppy and Seed, who's been nothing but exploding, mm -hmm. and rightfully so in their own right. Obviously, we did the brief. Uh, you were on the show briefly during the Irby's cocktail competition some months back. I mean, to say that there was, again, the puns are going to be really hard to avoid, but to say that there was growth, it's kind of an understatement. Yeah, we kind of were able to explode on the scene and that has been such, I mean, honestly, just such a blessing. And what it tells me is, is that there is, again, there's so much more room for growth. There's so many more ways that we can really start transforming the landscape in Orange County because it's the time is right. I, I honestly don't know that there's been a better time, not only in what is going on in the world uh, nationally, but really kind of regionally localized here. The things that the state of California is trying to implement and encourage is also really kind of transforming this idea of how we take care of our environment, how we grow food. Uh, there's there's just more and more people, you know, we're seeing it, right? The supply chain issues. Supply chain issues haven't quite hit food uh, in terms of like produce quite yet, but we know it's coming, right? Because we're starting to see it in terms of meat. We're seeing it in terms of all of, you know, pantry staples and basics and things like that. So we're at this point where I definitely think in terms of a culinary standpoint, uh, there's going to be a huge shift and we're going to need, chefs are going to want to, to migrate into this space of being able to have more control over what they're getting they're going to want it fresher they're going to want you know things that are locally grown and i think that's really cool and the same can be said for homeowners right well we're on the verge of a potential you know another kind of temporary short shutdown here or restrictions more and more people are continuing to spend a lot of time at their home and so being able to transform that you know we're talking about the governor's asking us to continue to to save water as all of us in Southern California are like, oh, the drought's over. We got, you know, a week's worth of rain. <laughs> or at least it feels like it's over. We're like, over. that did it, yeah. We're like, we're good. The Sierras have more, you know, more snow than they've ever had in years kind of thing. Um, and yet we need to play catch up. And so, you know, for us, that's that's a really cool thing is that we're able to be like, hey, you know, transform your yard into an edible garden. If you're going to water, water food, water, uh, things that are sustaining your, you know, your life around you. As we're even sitting here, there's birds flying around and butterflies and there's bees buzzing in the garden, you know, so we're creating. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm surprised Disney, Disney hasn't sent like a cease and desist right now because it's, <laughs> it's pretty picturesque right now. You can literally like, I don't know if the birds are coming through on the microphones, but there's just like birds chirping around. There's like bees. It's really, really, <laughs> I mean, I'm a sucker. Like I'm a romantic at heart and it's, it's pretty goddamn charming back here. Um, and I should mention for anybody listening, obviously we're taking on new listeners all the time and first of all, welcome. Glad to have you. Um, Heirloom Potager, you do basically culinary garden consulting just to kind of give new listeners the oh, elevator pitch because I'm realizing that it was some episodes back that you were on and the Irby's <laughs> com cocktail competition, which we're going to touch on in a little, was a whole different animal anyway. 
but it's not just gardening that you're doing. It's culinary gardening. It's edible gardening. It's being able, I mean, again, we're recording this and you've got little salad bowls right in front that you can basically dive right into. I mean, you've worked with restaurants. We mentioned Poppy and Seed right off the bat. Um, and for anybody that hasn't seen that space, please do. The restaurant is basically a working greenhouse and it's stunning. And what Chef Michael Reed is doing up there is really, really special. Working with clients like that and seeing kind of the year that they had, obviously restaurants got battered. They're still getting battered. There's still closures. There's still openings. There's a lot of people announcing a lot of stuff. Um, Poppy and Seed was a big one. So I'll just use them as kind of the example for the question. What was it like working with restaurant clients throughout this past year? You know, we didn't really have kind of the shutdowns per se, but there were a lot of changes. There's constantly kind of updates and, you know, CDC is basically just a little kid on a Red Bull at this point. (laughs) How was that kind of working with your restaurant clients? Uh, I mean, it was a roller coaster, honestly. You know, even for us, we're still experiencing seed shortages. We're experiencing, you know, very, we've had this past cool season was really temperamental. So a lot of things are taking a lot longer to grow. Um, Price increases, right? So like our wholesale nurseries that we work with, they are having a shortage with, they can't get containers to grow things. Um, So there's, there's been all sorts of, of just kind of logistical challenge, but also at the same time, you know, that's one of the beauties of, of develop, of me. I'm a relationship first kind of business operation. And so for us, it's really all about making those connections, building a relationship, having open communication and saying, Hey, how are things going? You know, do we need to postpone this project? That was one of, you know, chef Michael has just the most amazing ideas and the things he wants to do this year together. I'm, you know, I'm just mind blown heart, you know, bursting at the seams and just so raring to go. Um, but it was, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, let's not get too excited and go all in and, 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 you know, build this thing out if we're not going to be able to sustain it. And that equally from, from a business standpoint, as, in, as is, is important to me for any clients that we work with, I'm not here to push you into a solution or for homeowners. I'm not here to push you into a solution that doesn't actually make sense. I am going to push you a little bit in terms of like, please try to understand that I only want you to set this up the best way possible. And I want to set it up right for you because in addition, that was a big part of what we started doing, particularly at the end of 2021 was we started doing a lot of repair work because of this interest in, in uh, particularly with edible gardening, there's a lot more people who are just going to, you know, some of their, their, their landscapers and things like that and saying, Hey, you can, you can just build me a raised bed box. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah. And, and, they're setting them up and then they're calling us and they're going, nothing grew. I don't, I don't think this is right. And, and we'll go and we'll, we'll look and we'll be like, uh, yeah, there's a couple of red flags on how this got set up and this is why you're not having that success. And then, Hey, here's what we would do. They're a little bummed because they have to repay to, you know, fix it. But now they're like, Oh my gosh, my gardens never look like this. I've yeah. never grown this much stuff. Uh, we have a client in Newport that we were doing maintenance with yesterday and she literally was like, it was kind of like going to the grocery store today in our garden, your harvest. She's like, you just brought me all my cilantro and parsley and all these herbs and all these fresh lettuce greens. She's like, I'm set. And she's like, this is just, I, I've never had this before. And I can, she can barely, you know, find words to describe it to us because it's just, it means that much to her. And for me, that's, can't get better than that. That's, that's yeah. what this life journey is all about, right? Well, I mean, speaking for the residential stuff, because I want to get back to, like I said, kind of the herbies and things like that a little later on. Um, 
obviously, you know, we're, we're recording this on the 6th. It'll release a little bit later in January, depending on when people are listening to this. This is when all the resolutions are fresh. <laughs> the gym memberships have been re-upped and, you know, all of the, the leftover Christmas ham has been thrown away in favor of the greens and, mm-hmm. you know, the diet starts now. For people that are at home, maybe they're thinking, you know, I do want to, you know, new year, new me, stuff like that. And, and I think all that's incredibly commendable, you know, whether it's dry January, whatever goals people want to pursue, a home garden is a really wonderful way to do that. And I am a firm believer in that. I'm not just saying that to kind of plug what you do professionally. I'm an avid, I, you know, again, I live in an apartment on a second story, but I do my best with the patio space that I have. I've got a rosemary bush I'm very goddamn proud of. <laughs> And, you know, you do what you can with what you can. So as people are kind of settling into the new year, what would be some of kind of your advice? You know, is this a great time to start growing? Mm-hmm. What sort of things should people start growing? You know, how should people start to potentially look into this new avenue of growing food at home so they can get that same kind of thrill, like you said, of your client in Newport? Exactly. Uh, so really, it's kind of just starting where you are. It's acknowledging what kind of space and time and budget you have available to dedicate to it. But now is actually our favorite time to install gardens and part of it is is because we can get some kind of quick growing plants into the soil right away uh, so that you can actually start enjoying uh, we approach our we approach gardening a little bit different than a lot of other places because our goal is literally as we're packing up our shovels, you can be out harvesting in your garden. So we plant with a combination of things that are kind of ready to enjoy as well as seeds, you know, and really young seedlings that need some time to grow because we want you to have that kind of instant gratification and that ability to start what we're learning is really is living this heirloom protege lifestyle, which is being able to go out to your garden and get fresh herbs or going out to your garden and and pulling all the ingredients that you need for a salad or growing something that you've never really eaten. You know, so one of the things we grow for a couple different reasons in our client gardens uh, are nasturtium. A lot of people don't know that they're edible. Uh, And so we're coming over the recipe right now where we're actually going to make a nasturtium salad. So it's one of those things it's, it's, they're heavily, you know, there's tons of leaves, you can eat the flowers. And so encouraging people to realize that, you know, there's other food alternatives also. Um, but also if, if, if you're kind of stuck and you're not sure where to go, where to start, you know, give us a call. We're happy. We, we uh, set up kind of free complimentary 15 minute consultations with clients all the time to kind of figure out if now is the right time um, so that we can get you into our schedule too, because right now we're actually pretty booked up this first quarter. Uh, so we have a little bit of time in, in April and May to kind of get you set up and ready to actually start gardening for the for the summer when everybody's really excited, the most excited because they're like, yeah. I want my, my heirloom tomatoes here. Um, so we have a little bit of time to do that. And so then kind of over that full summer is when we then start redesigning other gardens for clients or we'll work a lot with some of our commercial clients coming up for the, for the upcoming seasons, just so that we're a little bit ahead of the game. Um, but now is really, I mean, honestly, now getting started is the hardest part, but now is a good time with your resolutions to say, this is, this is what I need and this is how I can do it. And then remembering that this is also, this is a long-term plan right so this isn't just for january this isn't really just for maybe february and march our goal is to get you gardening year round that's how we approach gardening um we love to work with our clients on ongoing so most almost every one of our clients is a maintenance client and what that means is we then also keep you growing so not only do we keep your garden healthy you know with with all natural organic we're we're real kind of uh anti all the things when it comes to to treating your garden we use all natural methods um 
And so when we do that, we're creating the best quality produce for your family. It doesn't have anything that it doesn't need. Um, and it's really just getting all of its nutrients fresh from the soil. And so for us, we're nurturing that soil. And so it allows us to give you a really great product, but also keep you growing, like I said, all throughout the entire year. Yeah. And we'll then walk you through. We bring all of our, you know, seasonally, we change, when it's time to change over, we bring all the plants. We walk you through what you're growing and what to eat and what to, how to, you know, how long it's going to take and all of that. Because we want you to actually embrace this lifestyle. It's not just about, you know, you can, yes, if you need to, if you need a place to start, we have salad bowls available. We can bring one, you know, drop one off for you. But if you want more, we can also totally help you with that. And there's lots of, you know, we provide lots of good resources for, for people to kind of check out and enjoy. Um, yeah, I should say one of the things that I respect um, about you most is that you don't really gatekeep a lot of information. I mean, obviously, your professional services are one thing, but I love that every month on social media, you basically <laughs> update with kind of, hey, here's the growing guide for right now. Here's what you should be planting. Here's what you should be looking into, things like that. You're very, very really honest with people. And it's not so much about like, hey, come to me or else. It's more like, I'm here for you. What can I do to help? I want you to grow this. I want you to experience this. Because there is that romantic aspect. And there's something really, really nice. And I'm sure that your Newport client really loved that it didn't cost her $65 at Whole Foods. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> and so it's... it's Also, you can listen to the Best Seats podcast on Amazon. So ask Alexa now. <laughs> and sorry if I just turned yours on by saying that. Um, but there is something really, really nice about it all. With now, obviously, space can be limited for some people, you know, whether they're at home. You know, I mentioned that I just have a small patio. Obviously, I'm assuming your client in Newport probably has a little bit more square footage. Culinary is one thing. You know, Poppy and Seed is basically a working greenhouse. No doubt that some other culinary clients or restaurant clients have a little bit more space or manipulated space. One of the things that you did in 2021 was the Irby's cocktail competition. <laughs> now, people can go back and listen to that episode um, if you want. It's definitely a bit more of a chaotic one, kind of recording during it. Um, you were kind enough to ask me to be the MC and had the time of my life doing it. It was a lot of fun. You know, a few spirits. God bless them for coming on as the, the alcohol sponsor for that one. Shout out to Paul Letko. Um, is that, you know, when you talk about growing, everybody immediately assumes, you know, you're getting your salad greens from there, maybe some garnishes, et cetera. But what kind of prompted you to look into doing it with regards to craft cocktails? I think there is a lot of room for, for creativity in this aspect. Um, it's actually one of the things I'm kind of really excited about looking forward and moving into in 2022 as well is this idea of how can we actually support our kind of our, our bar industry as well. Um, and part of that is, just as you said, is because of space limitations, right? So a lot of our culinary clients, of course, they want a giant culinary garden. The hard reality with that is, is to be able to actually supply, you know, a full all your service, you know, for all your dishes requires a lot of space, right? I yeah. mean, even in our gardens, we, ha we, we heavily plant things. We, we, we take intensive planting to a whole new level. Um, but it still isn't necessarily enough. And so one of the things that we're really excited in, and we actually start, we launched that also at Poppy and Seed was, um, these really amazing railing planters. So for us, it's a beautiful challenge for me to have clients come and say, I want to do this thing, but you know, we have like 20 square feet. Mm -hmm. And so my goal is to figure out in that 20 square feet, how do we maximize it? What do we, what, you know, what business problem can we solve for you or what can we do? And so in a lot of aspects, the bar programs was a really great way for us to do things. And then there's, I think 
the, the craft cocktail movement is still just exploding, right? There's so much room for growth and, and exploration and creativity and new things to do that I want to be able to support those people in ways that maybe they haven't been before. Um, so one of the things we're actually looking forward to doing is um, my my right-hand man, Matthew, um, has a lot of bar experience also. And so he was like, hey, what if we do some workshops for clients, particularly geared towards the bar industry? So we're, we're going to offer a, a spirits um a bitters and shrubs class coming up kind of just for the industry. And our goal with that is, is, is again, is to help them rethink garnishes, Mm -hmm. rethink flavors, because it's not only limited to what is kind of in the catalog right now. Right. It's, it's, there's so much more room and there's also so many things that we, so much information that we've really left behind. So the idea of like a tincture is really just a bitter. Um, and what does that look like? Right. Or, 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 you know, people don't spend a lot of time necessarily unless you're at the best bars around making shrubs, but they're actually not that hard to make kind of thing. So for us, it's, it's really kind of encouraging that exploration of creativity and letting them know that, you know, you can, you can get all the things you need to do this in a small footprint Mm -hmm. and here's how, and let us help take care of it, help, you know, help, help you get started and help take care of it for you so that you're constantly getting what you need to continue to provide the that experience for your guests, right? Like that's ultimately what we want to do is we get excited because your clients are excited. So when our clients post pictures of, of people and they're like, you know, we love this garden or we love this cocktail or things like that, that to me, that's the win. Yeah. Are there plans for more competitions down the line? I mean, or obviously it's going to kind of depend on the, your availability. You already said that you're kind of booked up for the first quarter, (laughs) things like that, but are there plans to do, you know, more Herbies? There are Yes, definitely more plans. Uh, that was just, that was a the way that the community came to support that event was mind-blowing for me. And I want to be able to continue to do that. I want that sense of community and camaraderie and, you know, friendly competition, as well as the, oh, hey, this is how we do this. Um, this is This is that education piece, because sometimes that also can kind of be, push to the side. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we're hoping to have another Irby's competition this late spring. Um, and, and so we've got a couple of things in the works to, to try to get that set up and, and find, find some sponsors and locations. So if, if, if you really are dying to, to have us at your restaurant or your bar, now's the time to reach out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to get back. Well, it's time for a little commercial. Yeah. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things, as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants, was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potager comes in. Heirloom Potager designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef, Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. 
For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotager.com. That's heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, potager, P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloom potager. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more, so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code THEBESTSEATS15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code THEBESTSEATS15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to get back to the residential side of things. Obviously, kind of not that any of these episodes essentially have a theme per se, but talking about kind of that, the New Year's resolutions and things and really pushing people to while go out and, you know, enjoy restaurants and and tip well and, and be safe and have fun still enjoying that kind of being able, the ability to grow at home and, and look into it and, and just make your kind of world around you better. I mean, even if you don't have edible plants, there's something really nice about just having things growing around you. I, I'm a firm believer that I think it lifts the spirits. It's it's nice to have. I'm a huge advocate for it, even if it's just, you know, a little succulent in the corner, <laughs> grow something. It's nice. Um, there are some kind of changes that California are proposing. Not that there's that many houses on the market and not that many people that I know at least were able to get into a home, but at least for residential stuff, there are some changes that are being looked at. Um, now, they're kind of deep, and I don't know how much time we have to really get into it on this show, <laughs> not to turn it into a kind of a, a political argument, but there are some major changes that do affect the ability to kind of grow and, and look into things. Can you touch on some of those aspects and kind of your views on them from your professional standpoint? Yeah. So there are, particularly this year, there's a lot of new rules and regulations and laws that are going into effect. Um, And several of them do affect homeowners also, as well as businesses. Um, At this point, it's almost an argument as old as time here in California is we're still short on water. Mm -hmm. And so the governor is asking us to continue to use less water. And so one of the things that we're realizing with our clients is there's a couple of ways we might be able to uh, support that effort. So obviously I my my goal is if, if you're gonna water something, water things that grow and that you can eat. Yeah. Um, but if that isn't always an option, you know, like we have a dog, so we, we need to have a little bit of actual kind of yard space for him here at our house. Um, replace your kind of water hungry, water thirsty lawn with something like clover. Um, It's actually a a drought tolerant once it's established. It it can be ran on and played on just like grass can. And it also feeds pollinators. Um, And it only actually needs to be mowed once or twice, maybe three times, depending upon the size uh, of your lawn a year. So like there goes your mow and blow 
bill for the month because you know you've actually only need to have them come once or twice a year sorry landscapers that's that's not my goal but that, that's right you just shortened up a lot of honeydew lists hey, yeah right so it's just, it's one of those things um you know that's an easy kind of change that you can make and and now is actually a really good time to to start that conversion clover is a pretty hardy plant so it actually will drive out grass so if you need to uh get order some clover seeds and uh, throw it in your lawn, reseed your lawn with some clover right now, and it actually will start thriving. Um, Use some medium clover. Um, There's white, or there's one with a really cute little purple flower. Um, But clover is also really great for the soil, so it also uh, adds a lot of nitrogen, so it actually enriches the soil, which is one thing we desperately need here in Southern California because we have pretty heavy clay soil. So you're actually going to benefit the... the, uh, ecosystem that's below the soil that you don't think about that we don't talk about um, because you're going to actually bring healthy nutrients into that that soil that's awesome (laughs) what are some of the other things that are being kind of proposed i mean obviously one of the big things that i i always kind of when i go down the rabbit hole of growing at home um you know i've got family members that are very big into kind of ecological endeavors um is the word composting especially when it comes to gardening composting is a word that comes up as people like to, you know, one of the, the resolutions people generally set is they just want to be better, you know, for the environment in some way, shape or form. Talk about composting a little bit, whether it's at home, whether it is in like kind of a commercial setting. What are your some kind of thoughts on that? And what are some of the new proposed? Because I know that there are some propositions out there that are looking to kind of change that in yes. a little bit of a way. Can yes. you touch on those a little bit? Absolutely. So, uh, a lot of so through some efforts that have happened over the years, California has been really big into uh, green waste composting on a on a very large scale, right? So most residential class, you know, we have a green, we have actually two green bins um, that we get to fill up and they get picked up every every week. Um, but the hard part is is that composting on that level, that scale, takes quite a while mm-hmm. because they don't really they use what's known as a hot composting method, and so it, it just takes time, and so. But when you have something that takes time, you need a lot of space. And obviously in Southern California, we're rapidly running out of space, right? So in this issue right now, the governor is actually proposing that they're, they're kind of changing the rules and they're really actually encouraging homeowners to start composting. And so what that means is, is finding ways to reduce your footprint at home reduce the amount of trash that you're throwing away. It's kind of shocking, even for, for someone like myself who tries to be incredibly mindful of how much waste our household uses and we use next to nothing compared to other households, we still have a lot of trash, right? Like we still, Mm. there's still a lot of, you know, kind of plastics that are like, oh, they don't accept this one or they don't do this, right? So composting is one really good way to actually take any of those kind of like food waste scraps that you have and turn them into something that's amazing and healthy and can go back into your garden, whether you have a huge garden or not. Um, There's a growing, there's a couple of services that I know that are kind of starting to pop up in Orange County that are geared towards servicing kind of the restaurant industry. Um, But we also want to encourage, we're talking with a couple of different developers right now too, about the possibility of really transforming how their whole kind of communities are getting rid of waste, particularly when it comes to green waste, because composting at home is actually a lot easier than you might think. And so whether it's just a a bin where you have some worms, you don't necessarily need anything super fancy. Um, If anyone wants to, you can send me a a DM on Instagram or send me an email and I'll send you my very low cost plans for a DIY uh, worm composting bin 
that's just taking a, an inexpensive trash can from Lowe's or Home Depot or Ace Hardware, um, drilling some holes in it, getting getting some worms and starting to throw your you know, food scraps into it. Um, we set up a composting system at Poppy and Seed. That was actually a big part, one of our first conversations where I was like, hey, you know, if you believe in this garden, you got to believe in the healthy soil. Um, and what that has allowed us to do, we actually just emptied, we have three sub pod bins there. We emptied all three of them when we changed over the garden this, this last time into the beds, which meant we took all the waste that the restaurant had had accumulated and actually put it back into the soil and now it's feeding us in a new way right which is massive because it, obviously like food waste in a restaurant part of it is inescapable but there is a massive massive issue with that there, and, is. And there has been has been kind of systemic for a while so that's awesome to hear exactly and it's easier than it's easier than you thought we were able you know we we created a solution that is actually their their what i love about the subpod beds and there's a couple other companies that are building um have created some similar solutions is they're essentially uh soil submersed composting bins and so what's cool about that is is ours are submersed into garden beds and then we're growing around them so they're kind of disguised yeah. but they're easily accessible and and it's it's a great way to just add that solution into anything that you're doing um it keeps we we do we work actually we we work with a lot of other local coffee roasters thanks big thanks to hidden house here and Bodie. um because we actually go pick up their coffee chaff. So that is the, you know, the husk of a, of a coffee bean as it's getting mm -hmm. roasted. Yeah. We actually go pick that up and add it to our composting mix. Turn my mic down for a second. Sorry, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really great about that is, is we're bringing in a lot of different people to this, you know, to the mix to actually reducing the waste. And I can even show you when we, when you, when you're getting ready to leave, I'll show you all the bags of, of coffee chaff that we have right now, because not only is coffee chaff, it's lightweight, but it's also heavy. Yeah. So we go and we pick up two, three bags a week and you know, that adds up like that's like, we'll probably pull like almost a ton that's massive. Of, yeah. of chaff from one or two locations this year. That's massive to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, what are some of your, I guess, your kind of resolutions for Erlen Potage <laughs> moving into the new, I mean, obviously it's just, it sounds like it's just kind of keeping up with everything for kind of a lack of a better term, because you are so busy and it sounds like you're already kind of booked up. I mean, are there any personal kind of resolutions as it relates to the business itself? I mean, I have kind of my wish list of chefs that I want to be able to work with in the coming year or a couple of years, but realistically for us the goal is to just kind of connect and, and create this beautiful community of people who are interested excited um and want to keep doing this right so we want to we want to do some more things with uh you know uh the uci's agriculture department we want to talk with them we want to get people excited uh one of the things that i'm most proud of that we do is we work with high school students and so uh we specifically support uh high school inc which is a nonprofit. they um support the ongoing education efforts at valley high school here in santa Ana, mm -hmm. and so we're working with our culinary uh, academy. And so we're actually in the process of transforming their existing, um, hydroponics garden. So we're going to get that set back up. And then our goal is, is, is they're building actually a new facility is this is also to be a big part of the conversation in an outdoor garden. So basically we want to, we want to create, recreate the showcase garden for them on campus because it's just to have this in your community is something super important. And yeah. so 
for me, I want to get the next generation super excited about growing. And as I said, we've been able to work with the high school students in the Culinary Academy at at Valley, uh, or also through the pandemic when they were virtual learning as well. So like we did these salad bowls, we did some herb containers, um, and we provided all the supplies and the kids, you know, they got to come and pick them up and, you know, they came back and told me that was the highest participation rate. It was a hundred percent participation rate. They hadn't had that in anything in the whole (laughs) year. And they're like, but everybody was excited to get their hands dirty and and to grow some stuff. And so that tells me that there's also so much, joy for the future yeah. right you've got ki- you you've got a generation of students who are also engaged and concerned and excited to be a part of the solution and to me that's like there's nothing better than that and so i'm 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 most proud i think probably about that i mean there's i'm sure there's going to be tons and tons of other things but i'm just really excited that we're able to be a part of that solution and to giving back and to getting these kids excited about the future and also recognizing that Growing food is really important. Yeah. Particularly, you know, Absolutely. in a state like California where we have such a strong agricultural community, there's there's also a hands-off approach to that, right? There's a hands-offness to, to not really knowing where your food comes from. And there's a lot of, you know, injustices and, and frustrations about how that is treated, right? That's a big part of this. That's kind of the politics behind some of these conversations that are coming up about, like, water usage and and drilling wells and and things like that that are going on behind the scenes at a very political like you know stage well, there's kind of the veil between yeah you know the, the food on your plate and who actually made it get there and, and i may be getting the name wrong and if i am i apologize i'll add a um i'll add an edit in the uh, post show notes of it but i want to say it's the day labor network um mm-hmm. as well as a lot of others that really do a great job highlighting who it is that's bringing your food to you and, and kind of the work that goes into it just beyond the growing aspect of it, but you know, harvesting things and, and really moving them. So exactly. that's awesome to hear that there's such a push and a drive and, you know, take that algebra that a hundred percent participation <laughs> for the digital class was, was growing something that's beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. So for us, that's exactly. So it's bringing education to those types of issues is, is equally as important to me um, that people do, start to have that veil lifted and they start to see a little bit more and they, they recognize, I mean, there's a huge amount of pride that, that any day laborer, anybody who works in the agriculture field should have about what they're creating because Mm -hmm. essentially we are life, right? There's, I know that not to get too woo or too philosophical here, but like we are the environment that we create. And so if we're, you know, all sick and we can't get over things and we're, you know, struggling to, you know, to survive physically, it's probably because we're in an environment that isn't physically supportive. And so if we can transform that, however it be, you know, more front yard gardens, more community gardens, more, you know, just awareness, yeah. then that is going to create a community that actually supports the way that we need it to be. We, we're we're going to build a healthier community. We're going to build a sustainable community that also has, you know, more economic opportunities and more, you know, better health and, and all these other things that are that are government leaders want to pride themselves on, but don't necessarily do quite enough to actually make sure it happens. Yeah. Well, 
Ashley, I can't thank you enough for the time. Um, now, one of the resolutions for the best seats and those who may have already seen over on Patreon may already know is that one of the things I'm introducing in 2022 is the bonus episode exclusive to everybody who supports on <laughs> Patreon. Uh, again, short, much, much, much shorter, but the the little kind of bonus episode that goes just live on Patreon. And because you are the first interview of the year, you get to be the first one, but we will record that in a second. Um, if people want to reach out to Heirloom Potager, you mentioned DMing earlier, but um, social media, website, where can people find you at? They can find it. So we're most active still on Instagram. So send me a note there. Uh, our It's just Heirloom Potager, no spaces, nothing like that. And it's P-O-T-A-G-E-R. Uh, and same, heirloompotager.com. Uh, we have a contact form you can send us there. Otherwise, you know, it's just Ashley at heirloompotager.com and you'll reach my inbox. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for the time. Again, if you are listening on Patreon, you have that exclusive episode that will come up just after this one. Um, I can't thank you enough. 2022 is going to be huge for you. And thank you for supporting the best seats and everything you do for everybody who likes to eat well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Ashley for taking the time to sit down. I'm super grateful that we were able to get that episode recorded. Um, I am hoping nothing but the best uh, for her, for every other guest that has been on the show, for every other guest that will be on the show. For all of you who are listening, I hope nothing but the best for all of those people in the new year going forward. I hope nothing but success health, wealth, and happiness to all of us. To everybody that supports on Patreon, thank you so much. The show is not possible without you. Uh, thank you to the advertisers who still keep choosing to support the show, including Ashley um, and everybody else who does make this episode and each and every other one like it exactly what it is. Love doing it. Cannot wait. Huge year ahead. I'll see you next time. Enjoy. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash The Best Seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Pizza Guy 92, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Burrito No Rito, Sarah Hines, Jay Baker, Tim Swine. Thank you for your support.